Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 17 of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the Showcase Network supernatural series Lost Girl, now also appearing on Sci-Fi. My name is Dave, and Wayne, how you doing? I'm great. Good right. to be back in the old seats. Yeah, not uh, 11 or 12 days yeah. uh, in between. We uh, semi-regular schedule. Yeah, maybe. two Mondays in a row, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, you managed to stay out of trouble with the wife this weekend, so we're able to do it. Yes, I did. And, and uh, I did too, which is even more amazing. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, great episode to talk about. We got a lot to talk about, and you know what? Even when we think we don't have much to talk about, we still manage to talk a lot. Yeah, I know. I don't know how that happens. Well, I do know it happened mostly. It's because I have a what we call politely a discursive mind, but which other people might say I get off topic a lot. All right. Well, as uh, I am now, kind of been a slow week sci-fi wise. I mean, uh, I was all excited Friday night. You know, we, we took Friday off of work. And uh, had the whole day to rest up. And, you know, for me, usually 9 o'clock is my bedtime. So uh, here I am geared to watch Fringe. And there is no Fringe. No Fringe. Well, if you were listening to uh, you know Daryl and Clint, you would have known that. Okay. So you had to be, you had to be the name dropper because uh, <laughs> Wayne, you know, if you listen to uh, the Fringe podcast with Clint and Daryl, and again, if you're a Fringe fan, you, you definitely should listen to them. Uh, Wayne got an email read the other day. Yeah, that's very exciting. For uh, it was the most recent the, feedback show, right? Yeah, yeah. But you were talking about in absentia, which right. was the episode before that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. Um, so no fringe because of baseball, and then tonight no revolution yeah. because of uh, there's two guys talking. Yeah, two it's guys some podcasts. I think. Yeah, two guys talking that uh, really nobody cares about. But uh, now I'll tell you, well, what are you watching? But first of all. Well, not the debate, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing I haven't—I don't know—have I mentioned? I haven't mentioned Bedlam yet. I don't think. No, and you know what? I saw. I almost watched it. Uh, no, wait, I did watch it. You the, can the, the, the you can one. watch this season, no problem. You okay. will. There's, there's, there's. You know what? There's only one person from last season who's on this season. They got rid of the entire cast. I mean, not, I'm saying got rid of. I'm sure like the actors found other employment. You know, right. otherwise, why would you turn over? An entire cast, you know, it doesn't make any sense, and that's for me. It's it's still good, it, you know, but it's still it's tough because there's these characters that I really liked from last season, and they're all gone. Yeah, and that's you know, it's like really. So now, and it's only six episodes long, so it's not like I have like a ton of time. Like it's halfway done already. And I'm still really not quite into these characters. Okay, now is it on Saturday? Because I can't yeah. even remember. Okay, so BBC America at Saturdays at nine o'clock. Okay, so we must have gotten back from dinner, and you know, somehow it ended up on. But uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, well, we I mean, we talked about Arrow, and that's really good. You know, the second episode is very strong of that. You know, I really like how I know you're not into this stuff, but I like how similar it is to like Batman. And okay. And, and, well, well, I did like Arrow, like I think I said when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and actually, the news tonight's going to deal a little bit with Arrow. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what else? Yeah, you know, like still like Supernatural, Walking Oh, well, you know, I got to put this out because Copper last night had the season finale for season one. 
And I don't know if they should bring it back for season two because well, it just it never really got. I, yeah, I'm just I never I still yeah I, I watched every episode. I was very you know kind of hoping, um, but uh, it's still the, the 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 weaknesses in storytelling and writing. I think are, and and acting honestly. At first, I thought these were the strikes, and then the more I watched, the more I realized well, the writing's not that great. The storyteller is very awkward. And then for a couple, not everyone, like the lead is really good. Um, and uh, uh, Frankie Potente is in, I don't know if you ever see the uh, the Bourne Identity, the first of the Matt Damon Bourne movies. Yeah, maybe. Uh, she was his yeah. like girlfriend in, in that. And, oh, she's okay. I, and uh, she was also in Run Lola Run, which is they're a riding really around in some little awesome. car in the first yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I did see that. So she's a really good actress, and and she's great. In, in the show, she's one of the few bright spots beside the guy who does elite. Well, actually, and then the 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 guy, he's a he's a you know a, obviously a, a police officer, and his two buddies, his two like right hand men in the police force, are also uh, do a really good job. But other than that, outside of that, it's just really kind of uh, you know. So yeah, I hate kind of you know you know not being nice to a show publicly and everything, but, you know, Copper just really... Yeah. And, you know, the whole Irish thing was, you know, and, and that, that time, five points, that's a really interesting time that yeah, in, in New York. You know, it's a, it's fascinating, but just, no, nah, it's just not Yeah, because it's sort of like the Henry James-ish, you know, time period, I think, like when he was yeah, writing. I, yeah. But I, uh, now, for me, you know, Fringe, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close in, in season four, and, and, you know, so it was nice to have an off- from season five, and and I'm not sure what the deal was with this Friday. Does Fox have the World Series? I th no, I think it's. If I remember correctly, I think it's back on for like three weeks. Okay, starting tomorrow. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Friday night. I mean, okay, I, well, I think. Well, I'm around episode fifteen of season four now. Olivia's starting to, you know, turn back into Peter's Olivia, and you know, oh, her okay. memories are returning. Oh, yeah, that's so that's good, pretty yeah. cool. Um. Uh, did see Looper. Okay, so um, you know Mike and I are going to talk about that, and maybe we'll talk about that uh, some other time. We'll wait till you see it. But uh, the, I, well, I don't I'm, know if I want to see it now after okay, talking well, with you today. Yeah, okay, you know, well, like, we'll, we'll, like, we'll hold yeah. off. No, no spoilers. But uh, okay, and I've really got to blame Danielle, and I'm I'm not sure where I want to have her back. Okay, because I, I realized over the weekend I'm sitting there, and I can't blame my wife because I had the remote in my hand. I'm watching Extreme Couponing. Oh no. And liking it. Oh, dear. And then Breaking Amish. Have you ever oh, seen it? Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I, that, that show, I have some... I mean, I don't like actually watch it, but okay. when I'm flipping the dials randomly, uh, which doesn't all happen, I'm pretty purposeful with my uh, my television watching, but uh, but I've, I've caught a couple episodes of that. That's Actually, I know my, um, my, my brother-in-law has a brother who's a lawyer, who uh, is up in Philadelphia and was actually had to defend uh, these two Amish guys who were taking their year off, you know, like they do yeah, the year right. off thing. And these guys like became drug dealers and they killed somebody. Oh, geez. You know? Okay. And, and there was like an actual, like I guess a big, like a book or a, a series of newspaper articles about it and everything. So, um, so, you know, I always kind of think about that. I was, you know, watching these guys. I'm, you know, wondering if does anyone in them have like, you know, have, have that, okay, have that well, darkness. Well, I happened to see the episode where the one girl decides she wants to be a model. So it's like, you can kind of, you know, it's like, okay, 
you can see, okay, she's got pretty eyes, nice, you know, so you can imagine what the makeup artist and the uh, stylist are going to do with her. And, and, yeah. and of well, course, you wonder they what they had to do with that decision, too. You yeah. Know? Like, a model, really? Where did that decision come from? Yeah. Oh, I, would I, have always, been the, the, I always the, wanted the to be a model. Yeah. It's like, okay, you don't have TV. You don't have, how did you ever, <laughs> how did you know you want? Well, but anyway, um, now here's one other I thing. wanted to be a model of morality. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Now, it finally occurred to me where I knew Billy Burke from. Billy Burke plays Miles, Miles right. on Revolution. Sure. He's Bella's father. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh, wait a minute. I mean, Did you hear that? He, it was recognition. I, I he, saw, knew, he knew that. I, I'll, I will admit to seeing the first movie. Okay. I did see the first movie. Okay. Um, and then you know who Billy Burke, the, the, the original Billy Burke was? Wasn't she like the, the good witch and... Uh, oh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, maybe. I think. I don't know. I'm gonna IMDB that month. I'm gonna find out. All right. But uh <laughs> so well anyway, you brought up Liberate. And so while we we're here in the public forum, uh I want to express my extreme dissatisfaction. Uh oh. With uh oh yeah, Billy Burke Wizard of Oz right there. Um I'm listening to you and Mike talk about uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and you start mentioning, oh, this this red-haired actress who plays <laughs> one of the Terminators, and, and then Mike actually says, I believe she's f- well known for her singing career. I'm doing the air quotes here. The, and I'm like, what, are you freaking kidding me, guys? That, that's effing Shirley Manson. She's the lead singer of Garbage. They, they were massive in the 90s. They had big hits. She was a huge star in both the UK and the States. I'm like... I'll give you a pass on this one because you're, I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay. You're a lovely individual. There. You're a little <laughs> bit older though. So I understand you not knowing really who garbage is, but yeah. Michael, I believe is around my age. He's got no excuse. And that's just, that's, that's poor. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm saddened by that. Okay. Well, maybe you should send an email to liberate. I, and, I, you know what? I'm going to have Mike's to. Attention. Oh yeah. Billy Burke was the uh, Glinda. Yeah. The witch. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, Glinda. All right. Well, any anything else just uh, before we hit the news? No. After I bust on you guys, no. Yeah, I don't that's think okay. so. Well, I, I do need to say the word supernatural okay. as I do every week, and then followed by quickly by awesome, okay. because they finally they, this week they went back to the uh, just doing like a kind of monster of the week type thing. Well, you're up to date then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's rough for me now watching one a week <laughs> instead of three a night. You know, like yeah. uh, and uh, but uh, still, it's uh, you know, it's this is I I like. I kind of, I mean, I like when they do the the overall mythology stuff, but um, I I really like kind of the one off monster of the week type things because those ones are the they get uh, really creepy. They follow the mythology. It deals with like oh the you know the 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 overall conflict. They're not really you know just trying to creep you out for one show, but the the one off ones you know they're trying to creep you out for. Well, the you one need show. to go back and watch the X Files because right, you, I mean you've seen random mm-hmm. episodes right. I think here I've and seen there. most, if not all, of season one. I was a pretty devoted uh, watcher of it in that season one. I don't know what happened after that. Okay. Well, I think you said you were in college at that point. Well, I was I was out of college, oh, but yeah. I was unmarried and, okay. and living with uh, high school buddies and everything. Okay. So we probably Friday nights were spent more at Fell's Point and less in front of the television. Yeah, good point. So. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, when we do the news, and, and the news tonight really is just going to focus around uh, the TV show Arrow, which we, you know, we both went on record saying that we liked it, and and I liked it a lot. I mean, you know, I, it's uh, I haven't seen the second episode yet, and I believe there's just been two. Right. Um, it was 
Second episode was pretty killer. It was okay. good. Okay, it was so, a lot of action. A lot. Of, you'll. I think you'll like it. Okay. Well, there. Were, you know, originally it was uh, slated for thirteen episodes, which you know is even a lot. A lot of times they don't even give them thirteen to begin with, but they've been really pleased and they back ordered the nine more episodes, so they get a full season of twenty two. And bless ho- the CW, man. I love. That. I you know, I am really starting to love the CW. Yeah. Honestly, man. Yeah. That, that's that is a. I like how. I like the cut of their jib. Yeah, I mean, and they're doing, you know, like 4.14 million viewers, which, you know, I mean, that's that's certainly about what Fringe has been if, doing. If Sarah Connor Chronicles were on CW, it would still be running to this day. Yep. And we'd be sitting here talking about how awesome that show. Well, and, let's do talk about how And awesome maybe you been. could actually justify choosing Summer Glau as the first lady of sci-fi. I know, I know. But exactly. that's another story. Uh, yeah. um, the opening of, of Arrow marked the network's best premiere since The Vampire Diaries, which we... Yeah, you know, we yeah. dealt with a few uh, episodes back, and uh, you know, the according to uh, CW president, our strategy of rolling out the new fall schedule later in the year really paid off for the CW, because I guess what they did was they premiered these shows in October. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, Supernatural too premiered right. in, in October, and so did Arrow, and so like you know, the big rush of all the shows in September is over and now you're like hey you still want a new show here you go right and and again you're you're more up to speed on comics so apparently they're they're introducing more uh, characters from the you know the DC warehouse uh China White does that mean anything to you? Yeah, no. Deathstroke. I, not, not. I, I never read the Green Arrow comics. I just remember him really from uh, Super Friends on Saturday mornings. Okay, which we were just talking about right before the podcast, um, and uh, and he was one of my favorite. You know, I just thought he was he was really cool, and he was like you know, every now he'd be in. Um, I didn't I didn't really collect DC comics when I was a kid. I, was, I really collected like Avengers comics when I was a kid. Um, but every now and then you'd pick up one, like, you know, like the Justice League of America and, uh, you know, Green Arrow and Flash, right? And they're really cool. And Aquaman. I liked Aquaman a lot too. All right. Well, um, the, uh, star that we've been waiting for to enter the, yeah, I mean, waiting for, it's only been two episodes. We've only seen one or I've seen one. You've seen two is John <laughs> Barrowman. Yes. Uh, yeah. When's he going to be on? Yeah. Now? I don't know, but apparently it's multiple episodes. So whatever that means. And that means we'll more than see. one, Dave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, airs at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, and it is the lead-in for Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. Okay. Wednesdays just became, I'm renaming it, Awesome Day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's curious. I'll have to take a look for the next podcast, what the, the, what the big three networks are doing Wednesday at that time, because- yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that these are doing you know huge numbers, but it, you know th- those numbers are going to keep those shows around for a while. That's for sure. Yeah, that's great. And you know, Supernatural. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I was reading how the uh, the new head writer uh, I can't remember his name, but the new the new showrunner came out and said he's got a vision for up through season ten, which is you know that's awesome. Well, all right. Well, why don't we jump into season two? Let's jump in. Episode three, Scream a Little Dream. Yeah, I started actually when writing it down, I'd like scream a little. I started making an S, figuring it'd be scream a little scream. I'm like, no, scream a little dream. I'm like, really? And you're not going to sing this week, are you? No. Okay. Dream a little dream uh, of me. All right. You, I, See, I wasn't going to, but then you, you got me doing yeah. so. But I only know that lyric, though. So. All right. So anyway, Jeremy Boxen. Yep. The writer, this is Jeremy's fourth. He also did Dismembers Only, Fade Day, and Fatal Justice. So except for dismembers only three 
<laughs> pretty good episodes. This was a good one. This was the best of those. Well, I don't know. Fail Justice was pretty good. Um, so was Fade. So well, what the hell happened with Dismembers Only? Was he like drinking that week or something? Well, you know, but I kind of like that one. I mean, that, that's the one where yeah. right that where they go undercover to the yeah. country club. Well, that, yeah, that, I mean, I, I'll give props. That part is pretty good with the you know. The, I mean, come the on, D- Dyson and Apollo. Yeah. And and the swinging aspect but, uh, of it, but yeah, for the most part, I think the, the, it had good elements. It was a pink it, polo, but, uh, by the way, wasn't it? Can't remember some some sort of light pastel color. Yeah. I feel I'm too critical of of uh, the Dyson in particular's dress, so I'm going to lay off for a little bit. Maybe. All right. Well, we didn't see. He was whole, all right today. We didn't see a whole lot of him. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it at the time. But you know, yeah, I think, though, we, of course, another one without a shirt on. Like, yeah. Not, again, as I've said, if I looked like Chris Holden Reed, I'd probably never wear a shirt. Yeah. So, um, really strong episode. I mean, it, it's you know of the of the first three this season, it might have been my favorite. I mean, it was certainly the one that uh, kept me in front of the screen the longest in other words you know i, I do you some, wander off otherwise oh, i mean sometimes i think i have add you know it's like i'm i'm like you know i'm you know okay i can fast forward through the commercials but uh all right well i'll stop at the commercial and i'll go i'll go get you know get something to drink or i'll all go right. okay i got you you know but uh this one this i mean i'm just glued, like, glued yeah yeah yep and you know the opening scene w- was awesome again you know it's 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 funny, you know, it's it, just the opening. I mean, I guess you could argue this for any show, but uh, cl- cleaning the apartment and Kenzie nicks her finger. Right. And, you know, it's so funny because you said the broom bit me. And for a second there, I'm like, well, maybe the broom actually did bite yeah, well, you. Yeah, know? like, can't discount that. It's a possibility. Uh, in Harry Potter, it would happen, you know, but uh, I, so, you know, obviously she just got a splinter. Yeah. Um, but she, of course, screams out. Bo appears holding a battle axe in one right. hand <laughs> and this big broadsword, I guess it would be, you know, yeah. in the other hand. So I don't know, was she, you know, back working out with her? Oh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen before okay. they, that they, we know they work out with the weapons with throwing them at poor innocent mannequins. Yeah, and uh, a lot of great lines that are, were, were kind of like uh, crammed into the early part of the show. And, and you know, when I say crammed, that, that's not a negative. I mean, because they're yeah, they were all still funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm sorry, just now going up, but you know, you see all the. I thought it was really funny how like all the the big pile of pizza boxes and everything. I mean, yeah. the place really is in a, a terrible state. Yeah, and uh, this is indicative of depression, right? I mean, like when you, when you're bummed out, the one thing people do is you know they hang around watch tv and and just eat pizza and stuff but i think like the that. stereotype is typically this is what, what guys would do i mean the girls might right. s- sit around and eat pizza every day but they would at least throw the boxes away right they yeah they don't we uh attest that at first you might think ah they just got really hungry but then you know kenzie like opens up the pizza box and pulls out piece and does a little sniff and, like obviously yeah. is and, and you know, it takes pizza a while to go bad. I mean, like a piece of pizza can sit out for quite a while before oh, yeah. it's to a point where you can't. It, it doesn't pass the sniff test. Yes, and and that has been empirically empirically proven. I'm sure on more than one occasion. I, we've done this. I we yes. did this. We actually we did it with. Uh, we had blueberry crisp in the back stairwell of my uh, apartment in college that. Uh, that became affectionately known as the science experiment. We just wanted to see how long it would go, how much mold could grow on it before someone eventually threw it out. Someone's girlfriend, I think, eventually came around and threw it out. And we were really annoyed because we we, you know, we really felt that the science experiment had much longer uh, time to go before it really reached its fruition. But, oh, well. Say, Levy. Yeah, well, anyway, one of the first good lines there were, uh, Kenzie, we should be dusting bad guys, not actually dusting. 
And uh, yeah, and then it comes in with the cultural illusion when Bo implies that they're removing evidence of the wolf who shall not be named. Yes. Right. Um, oh, you got that one. Yeah, I got that one. I thought you didn't read anything. Yeah. Well, I didn't, but you know, it's you still know, right? I guess right. It, it's one. sort of like you know, people that. Then I think we we talked about this uh, off air a couple of weeks ago that the number of people that have never seen any Star Wars film yet, you know, they they understand the concept the of Force Darth Vader, and Yoda and right? Darth Vader, yeah. And that if you ask them, you know, who who's the most iconic bad guy in film. Darth Vader's often the first yeah. the first choice. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you saw last week, but somebody got arrested for punching Darth Vader's wife. Who is Darth Vader's wife? Some guy, I think it's like Washington, Oregon, legally changed his name to Darth Vader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and has a wife. And, and uh, some, you know, I guess some guy went to punch Darth Vader, I think, and ended up punching his wife or something like okay, that. Okay, well. You know, it's... It's really one of those moments is a place where if I had a time machine, I would definitely go to see this happen because I just, it's, it seems like there's a lot of subtext that Yahoo is not telling me. Well, I guess if you can change your name to Ocho Cinco, you can uh, change it to Darth Vader. <laughs> now, uh, now, the other thing, you know, she, uh, um, a couple other lines, whether when they're still in that intro, when, you know, she complains about the broom. It's not like you've never been suckered by a big shaft of wood. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, let's not even be subtle here. But Yeah, there, there was a lot of non-subtle kind of lines like that. Yeah, but still funny, you know, and then oh. Bo says, well, but spring cleaning of the heart begins with spring cleaning of the hearth. Yeah. That should be in a Hurlmark card. Yeah, Hurlmark, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like uh, called it. you know, um, so yeah, definitely a good start on, on the lines. Um, and, you know, as we've said many times, Kenzie... Gets most of the best ones, but, you know, Bo held her own tonight, that's for sure. All right, so uh, procedural. Didn't take long. We get the hotel's uh, light fade doorman, realizes that the human residents' minds have been turned to mush, and he seems genuinely surprised despite what we later discover about him. And here's my problem, right? I mean, right. I mean that's the thing, right? He, he sees the woman out on the street, and he seems genuinely surprised, right? Um. Well, so maybe surprised that she's wandering out, but 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, actually, because then he from goes what we in. learn later, he would have been surprised as well because you know he didn't know that his wife was going off like that. Okay, and that's I guess kind of my question. I mean, yeah, I guess he, I guess we believe him. He's been lying about you know. Well, he's he's just like kind of like a henpecked husband, right? You know, like, yeah, he's, right. his heart really isn't in it. He's but uh, you know, does he? Are they actually nerve married? humans? Is that is, his, is that his wife? Do we know that? Well, I mean, that yeah. was the other thing. Do, do the Fey get married, like in the traditional sense, since they are so traditional about everything? I I, I guess so. Have we seen? Oh yeah, we had we've had a couple married couples. We had the uh, in in uh, Fatal Justice. Remember the people she has a threesome with? Oh, right, couple? right, right, right. Um, I'm trying to think if we've had any married couples besides. I don't. I don't know. Not I don't too think, many. I don't think we really have. Oh, Although I, I Trick know was the, married. Was he? I, I believe he's because I think he said his wife died. Right? It's maybe. I might miss that one. Okay. But uh, um, I, I mean, he probably did at some point. We've, there's been a lot of episodes we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, there's uh, the uh, the um, the two brothers in in Fede. Oh right, they had a, a father and, and a, a mother. mother so right. so yeah, there is there is okay. evidence that that marriage okay. uh, occurs in the Fey world, just not in our little circle of friends. Right. Okay. 
So, uh, all right. So anyway, so he he calls Bo and Kenzie in to uh, you know investigate for him, and uh, you know, we we see again one of the uh, you know funny scenes. You know when they meet in the I guess the coffee shop or whatever. And uh, um, excuse my friend here, Tina, not Faye. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's like, okay, thanks, Bo. Thanks, Tina. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they. Yeah, what, what was the, the line with the the? Oh yeah, it was another Harry Potter one. Like you know, we, you know, we waiting for the Hogwarts Express. Oh or right, like that. right, right, because of the hat. Yeah, um, that was a good one. So but anyway, she looked, you know, Cassini's soul looked kind of. You know, I I don't know why I have a thing for like big sunglasses like that. And, yeah, they and were, hats, yeah. And big sunglasses and hats together, man. That was like I was like, whoa, Kenzie, look at you, hey. Yeah. All right, we'll keep that in mind. All right, so anyway, uh, you know, they they tell him they're going to take his case because he says he went to the Ash and the Ash turned him down, which we obviously learn later was a a big fat lie. Fabrication. Um, And Bo decides, okay, you got a bunch of humans who are sick. Who better to call than Lauren? Dr. Lauren. Dr. Lauren. uh, At which point Kenzie gets up and leaves right away. Right. And then she says something about a third wheel, you know, not needed, um, things to do. And, uh, so, so anyway, you know, not, that's been since the beginning. You know, she's there's. I, I don't think it's necessarily animosity at this point. I think at one point it was, but now it's it's not so much. But, but more like, well, you know, Kenzie's pulling for a girl. She right. wants to see Bo bounce back, and so she's like, "All right, I'll get out of the way." Yeah. Um, all right. So we see we go back to the bar, and uh, really, my favorite Faye, uh, the brownie. Okay, so she meets the brownie at the bar. Mumford uh, the brownie. Yeah, Mumford the brownie. And because she's complaining. And, and again, I mean, you know, she's complaining to Trick about, uh, you know, that they, they don't make enough money. Uh, and, and he offers her a job. And she's like, work? Are, are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> you know, it's like, do you know, he's like, do I seem like a chump? And she says, well, if I say yes, are you, do I still get the beer? <laughs> um, but anyway. So, Which we know she does because she's, that's the deal, right? Free right. beer, for free alcohol for life. Is- right. And and you know what? It, it, it's It's. I mean, this was one in particular, just the, the look on uh, Trick's face, uh, you know, dealing with her, just, you know, how much affection he has for yeah. her and, you know, how much a part of the, uh, you know, the light culture she really has become, you yeah, know, which absolutely. was. Well, yeah, if in their, again, their little community, yeah, she's, uh, and Trick has really taken her under, yeah. under his wing. and Yeah, so uh, anyway, so the brownie says, I couldn't over help it over here uh, and, you know. So she slides down, and and we find out that he is trick certified. Yep, tricks gives him home. the thumbs up, so we're good to go. Yep, and uh, as you said, uh, Mumford and Trick's only warning: don't disrespect him. Right? right, and of course you know they will. Yeah, uh, well, no, when I say they, <laughs> it, it, it's Kenzie. It's pretty much Kenzie because Bo's off, uh, you know, saving the world. So, I and mean, when she does it, it's not out of meanness or mean spiritedness. She just is—it's kind of lack of consideration, which she doesn't might not necessarily see as a lack of respect. But she learns her lesson. Yes, yes, she does. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was really cool. I mean, it, it's—you know—we've talked about how cool the Ash is, and certainly this is in a this is a different level of coolness. But yeah, yeah cool as in like amusing and funny. Yes, it's, I don't know if I you know like. Asked, you know, well, no, no. hang out with a dude or anything like that, especially with the uh, the cross dressing there. Yeah, I mean, even Lachlan's probably got a, a little more cool factor than uh, Mumford. Yeah, but Lachlan is pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, not like the now the the, orig- the other Ash. I don't think he ever had a name, right? Just the Ash. Just the Ash. Okay. Yeah, we never know his name. Which 
certainly is an added level of coolness. Well, that's what, yeah, exactly right. I love cool and a level of uh, authority, I guess, respect. Yeah, like just referring to him as Lachlan, it's almost not disrespectful per se, but uh, shows a slightly less of an attitude towards him than towards the previous Ash. Yeah, which is kind of ironic. Then you know what we see of the the new Ash uh, that. He's a stickler for formality, right? And and you know the the whole you know we see Lauren having to kneel and and you know just not to get too far ahead, um, you know we see Bo and Lauren dealing with the residents of the uh, uh, what's what's the name of the hotel? Oh, I, I want to say the Drake, but that's uh, <laughs> that's the other show we're going to talk started about. Started with a C, like the Crawford, Cor- the Crawford, the Crawford. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, she they're dealing with with her now. By the way. Um, um oh so she anyway she talks about the you know well you must be kind of excited because you know now you're free and and uh you know borrowing a line from continuum lawrence says well it's, it's complicated. complicated yeah <laughs> right. when i saw that i was like eh. yeah where have we heard that before you hear that um, all the time uh, you know maybe a bit too much honestly yeah. you know like she could have probably maybe thought of a better way so. yeah but uh anyway so you know the the Bo gets home, talks to Kenzie, and as she says, and I think as we all know, science is exhausting. <laughs> um, yeah, right. she's actually she had to do all kinds of like stuff as as the little assistant, you know. Yeah. Now, um, well, we'll get to the brain scan in a minute. So anyway, we see Mumford working at night, uh, and, and yeah, the dreams, and obviously this is all about Bo's dreams, and you know we see the first when she wakes, grabs her knife because every good a uh, girl keeps a, you know, twelve-inch blade by her pillow. Yeah. Uh, finds Dyson in the shower. Um, you know, you mentioned Dyson with no shirt. I pretty much believe Dyson probably doesn't have anything. Well, yeah, 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 they I don't, know. they don't go there. Right. But you know, obviously he's in the shower. But you know, it's so funny because like when I first see this, I'm like, you know, I actually wrote my notes. Well, apparently she sleeps naked yeah. <laughs> because it's like really. Um, but, and, and then uh, obviously pretty soon you realize it's a dream. Yeah. Right. Um, about the time when Dyson just randomly appears. And, and to be honest, I mean, you know, it, I'm a little surprised how little sci-fi edited out of the showcase, you know, original. I mean, I, I guess at the time when we knew it was going to be picked up by sci-fi us, you know, I guess I kind of thought, uh, you know, probably some of this stuff is pretty racy. I mean, it's, Certainly racy for American television, but yeah. you know, seem to leave, leave it in uh, anyway. So she jumps. But in there's, sh- there's no like like outward nudity as in, no, but- as in some of the the uh, the love scenes from before, you know, from uh, last season. Right. True. Um, but anyway, so she jumps in the shower, asks Dyson why his nails are so sharp. Better to rip your heart out. Yeah, and 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 you you know Dyson, we didn't see much of him in this episode, but boy, that was pretty scary. You know, well, yeah, it was definitely freaky. uh, You know, kind of along the lines of um, the uh, Indiana Jones and the and and oh, the second one, the uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Doom, okay. Uh, I just saw the Crystal Skull uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about it, but yeah. we're going to be here another 20 minutes. So yeah. I'll have to. Good point. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we'll talk about Crystal Skull. 
Um, because yeah, my kids are, are just starting to get into, I, I, you know, I took them to see, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark a couple of weeks ago because it was in the movie theater actually, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And so now my kids are like all into the Indiana Jones movies. But, um, to, to, to get back on point that, uh, what were we talking about? Well, we're talking about the shower scene oh. with, with Dyson and, and, you know, the, the, his pretty scary face. Oh, oh yeah. Pulling out the heart. Right. Yeah. That, right. Last crusade, pulling out the, because they, you know, they had the priest who reached in the chest, pulled right. their heart, and I was like, ah, yeah, here. So, uh, um, yeah, that was gross. Yeah. And the other one, I think I mentioned uh, talking to you about uh, my wife seeing Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and the whole. And we heart, talked about that last Yeah. Time. Right. The ripping the heart out there. Eey. Anyway, but we think this is a dream, right? But, um, and, and I guess well, we it only is. think that because it is. Yeah, but then you know, uh, all of a sudden, Kenzie runs in with a bat, and there's a skinny blonde girl or uh, a blonde girl astride Bo, which ordinarily would be a good thing. Nice. Um, but she's got kind of you know, she's got the uh, scary monster face too. She runs out. Kenzie takes a swing at her. Uh, oh, she that, has a, a sword. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, like a samurai sword. Um, and I, I I didn't listen to it more than once, but I believe as, as the you know I guess running by the swing it did something temporarily to Kenzie, you know. Oh because yeah, she kind of clutches her chest as well. Um, she says she got skinny bitch cooties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was skinny bitch fairies, but it could be. Co- I'm not sure. She, yeah, okay. she said I got skinny bitch cooties. Oh, okay. Um, and so now we, you know, we start to piece together that this blonde is the one that's responsible. We're actually both starts putting it together. She's responsible for the people at the hotel. So, yep, she's a, a mayor, which we'll talk about later in our new uh, Fay of the Week. Fay of the Week section, for lack of a better term, I'm trying to come up with a better name for it. But, but yeah, so we'll leave that to that part part okay. of the podcast. All right. So anyway, we learn she's a mayor, gives bad dreams, you know, like in Nightmare. Uh, Trick says, uh, and then feeds on the fear, and usually human, but Bo, uh, Trick, I'm not human, and he's like, yeah, you're right. So, you know, again, that's, you know, we're not sure what to make of that. Right. Okay. Now, the next scene is, is at Lauren. Uh, this is Lauren's place, right? She's got the little brain scan yeah. thingy on her. Uh, yeah, I, and I was like, uh, you know, it, um, you know, I got two things here. One. Well, what did you think at first when you saw it? Like, what did you think that reminded you of? Um, well, well, certainly the movie. I, I believe it was like, was it called Brain Scan? I mean, that's Scanners. No, oh, oh no. Um, it was actually it was one of Natalie Wood's last movies, I believe, and and it was one of these deals where they put the thing. But but what what should I think of? Well, um, no, I'm, not you shouldn't. You uh, should think what you honestly think. But to me, I was like, oh, it's like oh, Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Yeah, it's oh, like Dollhouse, right? right? Um, so, but but you then know, you, you take it off, and it looks like a like a child's potty seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, good point. But but the the other thing I'm thinking, like, geez, Lauren, nice digs, because that. Well, she's a doctor, you know, yeah. I guess. But you know, I mean, but she's referred to as chattel. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that, so that was rude. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I just it, she's she's certainly living a little higher than I I would have thought. I mean, certainly. Uh, you know they can afford to put her up in that kind of place, but regardless, um, you know she gives the brain scan, and we learn that the mayor has apparently established some sort of psychic connection with Bo. And then you know where Lauren throws out the whole thing, you know, you know maybe you're like more unique and powerful than anybody gives you credit for. And 
you know, I mean, that kind of, we, we haven't really talked in a number of episodes about the whole, you know, Bo searching for identity and, you know. Yeah, and how there's something special right. about Bo. Yeah, they really put that one on the back burner. That was that was a big issue with the, you know, in the early part of the show, but now not so much. Yeah, so uh, anyway, new Ash Burston, and, you know, this is where we get to the part about the stickler for, uh uh, formality and and you know Lauren kneels and and Bo is uh, you know relatively horrified at this point. Yeah, I mean we all know how Bo gets along with authority in the first place. Yeah, especially when they're disrespecting Lauren. Right. You know, that they, it really annoys her. Yeah, I mean just because you mean because she pulls out her knife and you know and then if you want to if you want to keep the other hand or whatever she says to the guy uh, you're going to let her go and, and there's a lot of knife usage in this episode yes um, which I will also talk about in the new section symbol of the week no right. the, <laughs> that's why we got to rename it because it's just more than just the fate of the week but uh, all right well anyway we'll get there yeah so uh anyway uh lauren decides you know no no no. i need to go with him you know we'll you know we'll talk later um don't fight him um so we find out that Bo has to stay awake and apparently needs the help of a baku and that is a fey who eats nightmares which yep Obviously, which, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. All right, so Bo goes to see the ash, dozes off, and uh, asks if she can see Lauren. Um, he, you know, asks if it's in the best interest of the light fay. And here's where we learn that Frank, the doorman, has been lying. Right. Well, I was about to say right before this. Actually, this is the first time we hear them use the, the word Lachlan. Yeah. And it's funny because they just slip it in when Bo's talking to Trick later on, and she just says, "Well, Lachlan." And if you know, I mean, we know from having seen the episode before, but if this is your first time, you're like, well, who the hell is Lachlan? Right. Cause they, and so that might be a, an editing snafu there. Um, Cause certainly you think they would have, you know, associated the, the Ash and the name Lachlan before, but they yeah. really haven't. Right. So, uh, so anyway, we learn, you know, about Frank, she goes to confront him. Uh, Enter Sandman is playing in the background. Well, actually it's not, but it, it should be. <laughs> it should be, but I, you know, I, yeah, Metallica is very uh, tight with uh, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I, you know, they probably had to pay through the nose. Yeah, that. that's a good point. So uh, anyway, so he blows a little bit of uh, sleep dust in her and and puts her to sleep, and then uh, we see her in, an, in another dream. She's bound to the chair, frees herself, uh, which was pretty cool the way she freed herself. Um, ends up just kind of demolishing yeah, the chair and yeah, does the. The, you know, which you see in a number. Well, you know, oh, you haven't seen the Avengers, though. Good I have not. God, man, it's like talking to a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's uh, in that uh, movie, um, Scarlett Johansson's character uh, gets out of a chair in a, a pretty cool way as well. So okay, well, it's it's a, it's, it's, a, it's you've seen it before. It's it's almost cliched, and always you know that you know she's going to pick up a piece of the splintered wood and then smack him in the over the head with it and everything. But it's still cool to see. Well, it all goes back to the pilot episode of Alias. Oh yeah, and Jennifer Garner. Does, kids have a chair that way. She does have a chair, and yeah, I mean, you just got to see that. Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know it's not supernatural. Maybe we'll have to look at the pilot on that since you yeah. haven't seen that yeah, at some yeah, point. Okay. Uh, it's pretty awesome. But anyway, um, so, you know, we're all, you know, the dreams and everything's really intense. And then we're back to uh, the uh, Kenzie. Mumford's upset because Kenzie forgot to buy cereal. And that goes back to what Trick told her. Yeah. 
Yeah. All, all, all the all the man wants is a little honeyberry crunch. Right. Cereal and honey. Come on, Kenzie. Right. You, sh- you don't have to do any housework. Get on down to the store yep. and get some. So she comes back with a you know a huge duffel bag <laughs> full of uh, uh, honeyberry crunch and asks him for a Baku, and which goes back to the, uh, the other scene that was really great that we forgot to mention. I mean, again, in the big picture, it's not important, but when he comes home with the jacket the for jacket, her, right. you know, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and, that, uh, that was really funny. Um, and we don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's, that guy was uh, very, I, you know, I didn't look up who the actor was and everything, um, but he was he was really funny. He did a great job with that, that yeah. role. Of course, uh, you know to put him with Cassinia Solo together, and they worked just you know it was really um, timing was great. It was, it was very some very funny exchanges between those two. Yeah. So, all right, we find Frank and the mayor, who uh, his name is Connie, are a couple. <laughs> we don't know if they're married. Uh, he's a Sandman, and uh, he's targeted <laughs> Bo because she's unaligned. There you go. Uh, and the mayor is pregnant. You can do that in the background. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, the Sandman can't hold Bo, and the mayor responds, "You're such a loser." Yeah, you yeah, know, she, the, yeah. She kind of like saunters in with the uh, the pregnant woman shuffle, and it, it, I was almost expecting like a hillbilly throwdown here. You know, like yeah, get out there and get here. Right. But uh, but yeah, she's still a pretty uh, not not a nice wife at all. No, I mean he's yeah, obviously. Well, frank. she's pregnant. So, yeah, exactly. You know. She right. She does have, and she she is. Eating for six, as she says. Yes, right. Um, so anyway, um, Mumford gets a Baku. Um, I guess if he can get a jacket that uh, had a limited run, that uh, Mumford can do anything. He man. can do anything. Uh, Kenzie takes him to the hotel. Bo senses, and I guess this goes back to the psychic connection that that they figure she has. Right. I know where you live, bitch. You know, and and uh, finds the blonde in bed. Uh, but now. No, 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 that, no, no, that was Bo, right? That was her. That, that was, was her. Right. That was right. that was her old. Right. And this is like kind of like a, you know, she gets down to the core. Not of she thought she was chasing down the the mayor and getting to her, uh, you know, inner workings or whatever. And this is all like this is like I just really this is like Inception, man. Not again. Yeah, you really. You only watch half that movie, but yes. But this is like the same thing where you go deep, deep, deep down the basement. And down the basement. That's where you're you're delving into your subconsciousness and you gain to your the core of yourself and and she gets there and she's an, an old lonely abandoned woman and that's the second time that this theme of abandonment came up in her dreams because the, the earlier dream she had she was back at the doll and uh you know uh right Kenzie everybody and, and and hale and trick and dyson are there with a, a lady in with blonde long blonde hair and this crazy mask with a long nose um and they all say, hey, let's go to this party and we'll leave. They call her like the party poopers. They leave her behind and they abandon her and she can't move and she's stuck there. And, and so, this, so this is the second time that she's uh, um, this theme of this fear of abandonment right. uh, has popped up in her dreams. Right. Now, is the, the blondes, I've gotten my notes that uh, she tells Bo that Kenzie's dead. Yep. Right. Kenzie's has, right. Kenzie's died. And then, you know, she, then she's like, after. Dyson and Lauren, so suggesting that those. Well, we know Dyson, and and suggesting that Lauren also is is was a done deal. Like there's that relationship also ended, um, and so she's just you know alone, uh, afraid, scared. And what can be worse for succubus than not having anyone around? Right, right. You, you right. got to feed. Right, right. So anyway, the Baku eat 
has eaten the scary dreams. But she was still kind of hot as an old lady. Yes. I have to say. Uh, and a blonde. Um, <laughs> well, I think it was gray hair. Like, I think she, was it? Okay. Yeah, I think she was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to choose as, as that she's much older. Okay. Well, anyway, so the Baku has eaten the scary dreams, but he says that someone or something's holding her back. And, you know, I guess Dyson, I mean, the whole thing with, that she can't let go of Dyson. Right, because, yeah, Dyson shows up. Right, and he she tells Dyson that it's over, and then she seems okay. So, you know, was this the big breakthrough? Well, she stabs him, too. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. So anyway, sends the Baku to the Crawford so he can feed on and cure the residents, which was sort of a nice twist, right, that every it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, nice little deuce ex machina there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Bo tells the Ash that, uh, you know, she was feeding illegal, as she being the uh, the mayor, was feeding illegally in your territory. Somebody had to do something. And then, you know, again, it, it, not necessarily a big twist, but, uh, you know, he tries to sign her on as a freelance. Uh, sure. Which is, I mean, honestly, the... It, it doesn't seem like less of an antagonistic relationship, but it is because the, the old Ash was all about, you know, controlling her and getting her to stay in your place and everything. And this guy at least wants to work with her. Right. And, and I guess we go back to, you know, the, the, the whole light fay community was sort of on thin ice anyway, in that, uh, um, you know, the, the dark face circling around as the, uh, the former Ash lay dying. But even before that, that, you know, there were mm-hmm. rumblings that, you know, everything wasn't strong. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, well, yeah, you know, and and, uh, and and so Lachlan, you know, kind of puts it out there. And she's still, you know, I think she's just really pissed about the whole stag hunt thing, you know. And, like, really, that's not his fault. That's just, that's the ritual, man. Right. Like, can't, don't hate the player. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, so she's just hating on this guy. She just says rude things right to his face all the time. Yeah, but he is just, a dick. Well, kind of, but yeah, you know, I he's mean, trying at least. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she really doesn't cut, you know, it's she comes out guns blazing before he even has a chance to say anything. Yeah, I think, you know, just basically if you want to be like a little bit more savvy, then you at least pretend to play along right. and say, okay, rather than just telling him, you know, insulting him to his face and saying, bite me, and then walking out. You, know, you say, okay, hey, I'll think about that. You know? and, 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 then, she, and she does it to a certain extent. I mean, now, granted, she's, you know, I mean, it's it's sort of like half mocking him right, and half, you know, bowing to his, uh, you know, his position. But, yeah, anyway, we'll see. Oh, that see. was a sarcastic bow. Oh, yeah, bow, yeah, I understand sure, that. Yeah. But, but, you know, the fact that she even was willing to do it, you know, is, is sort of, I'm not sure if it's progress, but you know it is what it, it is. It's All right. something. All right. So, what do you got to tell us on the uh, the Fay front this week? All right. So here is the the uh, as yet untitled segment that we refer to talking about the folklore and mythology and basically the outside stuff that uh, kind of go along with it. Um, There's a bunch this year. So we, first we got the mayor, and the mayor is something from Germanic folklore and they do they sit on a person's chest while they sleep so if you remember back in the with the pilot we were talking about the succubus um that they uh you know and i see you pull up the wikipedia page so you saw the, the picture there well actually i'm looking at the baku right now oh you're looking at the baku yeah. oh, okay but there's a henry fuseli has a you know a, a painting uh called the nightmare i think where it says uh, a creature sitting on a woman's chest too and the woman's like falling out of the bed and everything um, so anyway, they, you know, so they sit on a person's chest and, uh, uh, make you have, uh, nightmares. And actually in Sweden, 
the pines that grow out of Colum- because I guess they can sit on anything, like even trees. Mm-hmm. So when you see like trees growing from coastal rocks, they call them um, mer mer pines. I mean, they call it they have a you know, Swedish word for it, but in English it's called mer pie pines, mer pines. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else interesting enough that mares are believed to cause sleep paralysis which Bo experiences there at the end where she can't move. She's, she's stuck in her dream and she can't move. So that's an actual phenomenon, sleep paralysis, where people, for a second, I guess every, you know, a lot of people experience it from some degree. When you, usually when you're just transitioning between waking and dreaming, uh, or dreaming and waking, I should say, and you just for that moment there, you just kind of can't move and you're kind of not sure where you are, I think, that to a lesser degree. But I think there's more severe cases of it where people mm-hmm. like really can't move for a bit of time. So the, right. the next one is the brownie or an ursk, which is from Scottish and English folklore. And brownies just basically just like uh, Mumford. They inhabit houses and they aid with tasks. They only work at night in exchange for gifts or food. And they enjoy porridge and honey. So it's like, just like, and, uh, but if, uh, and this, I didn't go back, but it said here, if like, if gifts for a brownie, if, if you refer to a gift as a payment, then the, uh, the brownie will leave. Hmm. Now you, what, I'll tell you what I was looking up you now. Look at the Cleveland mean, brownies. Well, yeah. You know, didn't they use a br- little brownie? I think as, as one of their, I mean, not a logo on their uniform or anything, but I think at some point they did. Uh, that's what I was trying to find out, but yeah, because their uniforms are so sweet as they are. You know? uh, yeah. Um, and it's one thing where we got the breath. Listen, I'm sorry, people out there in Cleveland. I know this is a sore spot, but man, when they came to Baltimore, we were like, listen, leave the name, leave the uniforms. They can, Cleveland can have it, man. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the next one, as you were looking up, the yeah. Baku, which is a Japanese. And, and this is not the first time we've had Japanese. Right. Uh, the uh, yeah. the uh, the oh the thing with the water in the head, the uh, yeah oh it was even the name of the episode right? You know we need a big whiteboard. We here, do. We know, really really do. With all of these things written uh, down. Oh my god, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, early episode the the thing that was living in the caves, right. uh, with that you tip it over the water falls out and everything. That was a Japanese one. And then there was a uh, recently uh, the uh, the the mouse the guy who turned into a rat. Oh, the, right. Well, that the was the, the carny, the, yeah. the, the carnival people. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our, our probably, I think, our third uh, one from Japanese folklore, the Baku, which is a it devours uh, dreams and nightmares. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, I was wondering about the, the, the big beard. And I think a lot of times the Baku is portrayed as having like a big trunk or with the head of an elephant or something like that. Um. But it's also supposed to be very shy. Of course, this back here seemed very shy as well. Um, and there was no mention at all of, of hugging, though that was a, a pretty sweet. Oh, is that the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. Right, Dave just pulled up on his computer the, uh, the Cleveland Brown uh, little brownie logo. It's not very tough looking. Holding but, uh, a football. Yeah, holding a football. <laughs> it's kind of cool, though. Yeah. You know? yeah. They should put it aside their helmets, do yeah. something, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, all right, and then there's uh last one is the Sandman, which I mean, we all know about the yeah. the Sandman. You know, the, the guy who comes, sprinkles dust on you, makes you fall. Yeah, asleep. I think of like like in our culture, I mean, you know, what parent didn't use that? You know, back in uh, yeah, only, know, back in the day when we were little, <laughs> right? And which yeah, you know, one of those things that parents tell you they think to reassure you, it actually does quite the opposite because yeah. they thought of someone coming and sprinkling anything on me pretty much terrified me, right? And guaranteed I wasn't going to go to sleep. Yeah. That's uh, that's why I asked for a flashlight that one Christmas. <laughs> so, and I got it. Yeah. Oh, my kids all have. They have my 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 one son could probably survive a nuclear holocaust if he stayed in his bed. This, I like I said, where is this? And he, you know, he reaches underneath his pillow and he pulls it out. He's got like a book there, a flashlight, a, a water bottle. Like <laughs> he's like ready for Armageddon. All right. He's in the top bunk and he's just really lazy. I think is is the the issue. So. Uh, yeah, the bunk bed days. <laughs> um, all right. So then also uh, because there, this was just the dream symbols were just crazy in this one, you know, and, and I, I didn't even grab all of it because as we were talking, I realized there's uh, quite a few that I missed, but I picked up on the big ones. Uh, the first one is, is she wakes up, you know, naked in, in bed. And that's usually associated with uh, vulnerability, uh, fear of being found out. I don't think fear of being found out really plays. I'm certainly uh, vulnerable. She's at a very vulnerable time in her life. She's, you know, with, uh, with uh, dice and everything. So we see that. Um, a knife, the traditional, uh, well, I don't know, it wasn't traditional, but ever since Freud was, you know, the idea of the knife as an extension of the phallus. Um, and, you know, uh, also, but also a, a symbol of anger and aggression, which, again, many women say that the, the phallus is nothing but a symbol of anger and aggression. Well, the interesting thing, we do see her, you know, you know, in previous episodes that, that you know, with, with knives and axes and, you know, so the, the blade seems to be her yeah. weapon of choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, there's this, this actually, you know, this website I was looking at was dubious at best, but, uh, but this does kind of make sense because if you're holding, it's if you're holding a knife in your dream, that perhaps there's something, a relationship you need to sever or cut ties with. You're like, well, yeah, okay. So, you know, we see twice a Dyson appears in her dreams. Uh, actually, three times, I'm sorry, because he also appears in, in the doll. Um, so three times he, he, she dreams of him and, and two of them, uh, in, well, in the one he rips her heart out, but in, in the last one, she stabs him with the knife. So, but I mean, obviously that is a relationship. So she still, she knows she has to kind of sever that relationship. And in so far as she has to sever her own emotional involvement with Dyson. Mm-hmm. So, um, a bed is when you uh, kind of you're seeing your intimate self, and so that makes sense because she meets herself actually in the bed. She right. talks to herself, so this is kind of, and and we know she was looking for the the mayor's intimate self, but she found her own. Um, there's that solitude, feelings of rejection. Obviously, if you dream, if you're dreaming, you're all alone. People are walking away from you. But clearly, you're having rejection issues here, right? Um, the heart. Desperation said, you know, traditional right, stuff sure. and everything, you know. Right. Um, the shower, I thought, was something interesting. It's usually if you get into a shower with something, it, uh, with someone, I mean, uh, it's like you need to, uh, it's like something you need to confess or be honest about with that person, uh, something you, you, you need to let your guard down. Um, and so that makes sense because, you know, again, she's not being honest with, uh, Dyson. She's playing along saying, okay, we're just going to be friends, but really, you know, she's right. feeling that. She she thinks that she's going to be able to you know make him love her again somehow. So 
Right. So I'm all of them it. are tied together with, you know, it all comes back to, you know, Dyson. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's, like I said, he's right. in. And she's not going to move on until, you know, she cuts it off. <laughs> yeah. The relationship. But, right. right. What do you think I meant? Well, what do you think <laughs> I meant? <laughs> there are a lot of knives here, you know, and everything. So, but yeah, so, so that is, that, that's my bit of the week. All right. Very informative. All right. Well, um, I don't have anything else on this episode. No, that's good. I, I right. think. Yeah, okay. just, yeah. Um, yeah. Great episode and uh, looking forward uh, to next week's. And all right. So I didn't do my homework last week. No. Yeah, you got detention. I did do it this week. And you know, we said we were going to take a look at the pilot for 666 Park Avenue, uh, which when the... I might have forgotten it by now. I saw it okay, like two well, weeks ago when I was supposed to. And all right. Well, no, anyway. I, I don't know. Well, you know, when the, uh, the two I remember main, enough to rip the it. The two main characters, uh, you know, get out of their uh, beaten up car uh, and they enter. The address is actually 999. Yeah. And I thought it was a cool effect when you see the little shadow, right? And then. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a cool effect. For at first, I'm like, really? Because the 666 goes or the 999 goes upside down and turns 666, but the Park Avenue remains the same. Like, yeah, good like, point. But you do something like that, and I've already kind of established an attitude right from the beginning. I, I, already, like, I see that. I'm like, that is just BS. I'm like, come on. You know? Well, I think I, I think I know where we're headed here with this conversation. <laughs> because well, I'm just saying, like, you do something cheesy, crappy like that, like right at the start, and already, I'm like that. Already puts me in the mindset of, of where this show, on the continuum of, you know, awesomeness, like will give Sarah Connor or Firefly, like you know, up there as the awesomeness, and then at the bottom, which is like pretty much all the shows that Danielle mentioned, um, you know, along the continuum, where are you going to be when you pull something like that? You know? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you haven't mentioned it in a while, but I mean, back in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, in, in the beginning of our series of podcasts, you know, Wayne talked a lot about cliches and, and how, you know, this was a show that was using them effectively. And I guess what you're saying is if that... By effectively, you mean constantly, <laughs> then yes, they were using um, that effectively. No, I mean Lost Girl. Oh, yeah, has yeah, used yeah, them yeah, effectively, yeah. Oh, Lost Girl, you know, right. but... but, yeah, but so, judiciously, right? Correct. Like you, you sprinkle them in there because people... I mean, let's face it, it is television. You know, you ditch the cliches, you're not going to have a popular television right. show. The idea is to make some money with this thing. Right. So, uh, you know, so we find the basic premise is that you've got this this gorgeous, you know, old hotel built, I think they said like in the 1920s, maybe. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, uh, this young couple who's not married, which I thought was, you know, an interesting twist. So uh, they're living in sin. Uh, apparently, which is sort of ironic, given that uh, right. you know where they're going to live. Right. But anyway, um, and that they're applying for the job of uh, building manager, and the 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 really the saving grace of this show is, is Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, but you know what? The, and what the problem with Terry O'Quinn now is that he played this uh, you know Locke, who is like. I'm trying to think of the word, you know, he's like, uh, like beyond a regular character. He's yeah, almost sure. like 
a character type in and of himself. And, he, and he's still Locke. I mean, you exactly. Know, it, it, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Whenever you see him, you can't help but think Locke, except this character does not have any of Locke's redeeming. You know, Locke was always this con- contradiction of sure. kind of spooky, scary, crazy guy. And on the other hand, sincere, idealist, dreamer guy and yep. com- brought together yep. in one. And that was like, that's, the, you know, that's he was such a complex character. And to see him play... a a character with like none of the complexity of Although, let's not come on that's one episode right. let's not judge him well you, you, know, you know listen if, but you're I not, did, if you don't impress me with the pilot man when are you gonna do okay. it right well because you know, i ain't watching and, an episode two and not to uh not to digress too far but you know one of the great things about the dvd era is that you can you know watch a show you know a couple years after it aired and and see the whole thing but one of the downsides of the dvd era is that you can watch a show <laughs> Somebody came up to me today. It's like, what's the deal with the island? <laughs> okay, I'm not sure exactly how to answer that, but uh, you know, uh, all right. But anyway, back to Terry. Well, yeah, O'Quinn. well, Lost is going to constantly have new, pe- you know, because it's on, ne- especially it's on Netflix, right? That you know, just new new people are going to start watching Lost, just like me, you know. Right. Like, but I, I mean, even in Lost, he had that sort of like, you know, like you said. I mean, he was he was a very complex character, a lot of levels to him. But there was that one kind of almost an evil, you know, devilish side. Oh, to oh him. yeah, there was definitely. I, I, mean, I said that part of it yeah. was they had a very menacing yep. side to him, and yep. you know that was definitely part of his and, characters. And lot. it's and it's difficult to divorce it. I mean, you know, when, when we talked about Alcatraz. Um, I mean, he wasn't Hurley. I mean, he was Hurley, but he wasn't Hurley. Right. You know, he was mostly Hurley. He was mostly Hurley, but I mean, enough. That guy will never get away from. He's just going to be Hurley for the rest. But I understand that. But I mean, his character, uh, you know, in the show. I mean, yeah, there there was different. Right, he was was different. You know, he was like the the historian, and and and, and. you know, it it really wasn't the you know the the you know this massive uh, you know I don't know, you know Hurley Hurleyisms or whatever. But anyway, um, I'm not a big uh, Vanessa Williams fan at all. Never have been. So uh, you know, Her Playboy pictures were quite nice. Yeah, I, remember, I was just like 13 years old when they came out. Man, everyone had that. Yeah. Like Any, you know, yeah, I, I shouldn't say everyone had. It. Everyone knew someone had it. Like sort that. of like Looper. Um, uh, well, anyway, I was going to say Piper Parabo is in that. Who, uh, you know, I kind of like her in that show. Uh, uh, yeah, that show, uh, Covert Affairs. I've uh, never no, seen it. Never sort seen of it. like Spy Fi. But anyway, uh-huh. um, all right. So you don't like you didn't like Six Six Six. I okay. I no, I didn't like it. Okay, but there were some. Now, now Grant, like I said, I'm not saying Terry Quinn did a bad job. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. Terry Quinn was awesome in, in this show. I'm just saying that lock gets in the way. Like there are times when I was like, yeah, I just, it was too much. Like, I'm not saying expecting to be like lock, but just like almost subconsciously just assuming. And that really, he didn't have like, it was really just a character with just all the menace and very little of the, um, the, the, the humane side right. of lock. And, um, and I felt bad as I'm watching. I'm like, gosh, I, I need to get out of this. I need to forget about Locke and just, you know, because right. it, it really was a pretty good right. job. Um, now, on the other hand, with the the two leads, the, the I, I didn't realize they weren't married. I missed that detail. I thought yeah. they, I thought they were married. Um, but uh, you know, just I understand that they need them to come in to be just all oh, golly gee and gee whiz and aren't we naive and innocent, mm-hmm. so that you know by 
what they are very optimistically hoping the end of season one, beginning of season two, that they can, you know, turn them into like show how far they've fallen and everything. And right. I'm sure that, that that's going to be a big arc of the show well, is that by the, the end of, of the season, probably that they're not going to, that they're going to be tainted and, and they're, you know, and they're not going to be that innocent people. Then they might actually turn into be bad. I doubt they're going to be bad, but. Well, but I mean, that's part of the problem. I mean, the, 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 you know, the overriding cliche, the whole, you know, sell your soul to the devil, you know, the violinist, you know, uh, you know, he's made the, he's made the contract and the year is up. Why are these he, guys always surprised? You yeah. know, it's like, I would have had that date marked. I'm like, listen, this is the day before is, is bacchanalia. Actually, the two weeks before I'm not working. Right. I'm not doing, I, I'm, 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 I'm going all out. I'm riding a wave of hedonism because I know I'm, it's not like I'm right. It's not going to redeem myself, right? And and you know? and so he he lets uh, lets well maybe not let slip, but he certainly lets slip to the audience that uh, his goal is to you know I guess bring the guy down, right? Was it the husband or not the husband? The the because uh, he says that that was his you know we gotta we gotta turn him or I forget how he words yeah, it, but something like that. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, the one thing I did like was, you know, the the whole architecture thing. You know, she's down in the basement, and I, I was shocked. The lights, you know, the lights <laughs> flickered in the basement. Yeah, I know. Was, but still, that was the only part that I was, like, really kind of engaged in it because, you know, they had the creepy girl in the background. I yeah. love the creepy people in the background. That's yeah. that's I'm all about, like, Bedlam. The last episode of Bedlam had, like, this creepy girl's always yeah. popping up in, like, mirrors in yeah. the background. People are like, turn around to see her, and she's not there and everything. I, I think that's that's great. I, I love that. So that was the one part that I'm like, yeah. yes, all right. Yeah, and so, I liked and her because she just went up there and, you know, you know, screwed in yeah. the light bulb. Well, turned, yeah, why don't they screw this thing in? Yeah. Right. And, like, uh, no one ever does that. But then she finds the mosaic. Yeah, that was, that, was kind of, that was pretty interesting. Right, and then the whole, you know, then she finds the pictures, and it's like, hey, look, you know, you see in, in this one, you know, there's a door there, and there's this secret group that, you know, we, yeah. don't, know, we don't know what this room was used for. Yeah, I, of course we know what it was used for, human sacrifice. Come on, what do you think it was used for? <laughs> um, you know, there's no door now, so obviously that's somewhere down the road to... Uh, that, you know what are they going to do? Like take a sledgehammer and blast through the door? Uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking. You know, it's all this. Geraldo Rivera would know what to do here. Well, now I guess on the other hand, she's got the whole. Uh, you know, now now it's in her purview to you know provide guidance of how they're going to re, you know, re bring it back to its glory, right? right. And and renovate and all renovate of that. You know, but to be honest, I, I, I looked at the, there's been three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at the write ups on episode guides, and, and there wasn't anything that was so compelling that, you know, it was going to get me to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I recall being very dubious about this idea when over the summer you, you started talking about it, like, eh, I don't know. And then as it turns out, it was well, you know, I mean, of, the exact, almost exactly as I expected, you know. Well, look, we're not screenwriters, although we, you know, we play there. Are you hearing, like, I'm hearing, like, noises here I in the studio. some kind of tapping thing and everything. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, you know, it's fine. You've got, you know, fine. You've got a hotel that's run by the devil and his wife. Okay, fine. Well, do something different with it. I mean, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah. if, if I, you know, I'd write the script if I did, but, um, you, you know, know. like, have, like... I mean, you I don't know, know. Like, like, you know, like your next door neighbor is like Hitler or something like. Well, that, you, you know, know. I, I don't know. you know, and what do you spice and it up and a let's kill bit. and let's kill him. 
Um, yeah, right. But, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just they're not, they don't seem to be doing it. Now, granted, look, it's, it's probably unfair to judge a series by one episode. Uh, but judging by the numbers, uh, I'm not sure they're going to get too many more episodes because the numbers were relatively low. I think around 4 million. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I mean, uh, yeah, I feel bad because Terry Quinn is, is a, a really good actor. And, mm. yeah, like I said, I think he does a, a good job with, with this role. It's just, you know, we've just, we've been there. We've seen that, you know, like it's. Uh, well, what well, reminds me of that, you ever see the, you know, now, arguably the finest actor of our generation, Keanu Reeves. and uh, <laughs> Arguably, come on, man. And uh, I forget who the actress is. She's well-known too. But anyway, so, you know, it, it, I believe Al Pacino is the devil in this one. And he's a lawyer. Uh, oh, uh, Keanu Reeves is a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then basically he. Yeah, you know, I can't remember the name of that. Sells his soul to the devil and right. all that, but it just seems so similar. You know, they put them up in this huge. You know, this. You know, it's like they're. You know, the couple says, "This is our apartment." You know, we get this whole thing. And yeah. I think I think Goethe kind of started the ball rolling, or actually, even before that, Christopher Marlowe with you know Doctor Faustus, and right. Um, since then, every time you talk about it, you're pretty much you're going over. Uh, you know traveled ground google is a wonderful thing i just put in reeves devil movie <laughs> uh devil's advocate devil's is advocate. what it was called right yeah. who was who was the, al pacino Charlize theron Charlize theron okay. yeah yeah um who would have thought back then that she'd end up winning an oscar certainly yeah. no one who saw that movie yeah 1997 um you know i mean it was okay i mean it wasn't you know but again heavily cliched and yeah. All right, so he redeemed um, himself by uh, doing the. I think probably the, the next year, right? It was '98 was when the Matrix came out, right? Yeah, right. Now I was surprised, you know, th- this, uh, you know, when they take the the girl, uh, Vanessa Williams takes the girlfriend dress shopping, she picks the red dress. Yeah, imagine that. I, I, well, you know, I, 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 I was. I think you know. I was just like, actually, you know, what? I think I actually did take notes on that. Yeah. Let me find my. This would be. I writing down. I'm just like shopping. Like seriously, this would be under your really. They're gonna take. Yeah, right. Um, Because it's a black tie affair. I mean, now, uh, granted, I mean, I haven't been. Okay, here we go. I haven't been to too many black tie affairs, but Uh, I'll write down what I wrote. Okay. Worst scene: dress shopping. Seriously, (laughs) like they're taking. Listen, this is your pilot episode, man. Like you need to advance some character, and you ain't doing it by doing a, a pre-woman rehash. I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, um, and it just goes back to what we've said uh, countless times. It's like, what are they thinking? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Al- it's almost like you, it, it, one of two things: either you want it to fail because maybe you took out you know failure insurance. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like the producers, right? Yeah, or yeah. or you just think the viewing public is that stupid. Yeah. True. And, uh, you know, it, and this isn't the kind of show that stupid right, people are exactly, going to watch. Right. This is this is the show that, that that people who want to see like kind of really good quality television go to watch, and then they're you know disgusted. Well, not disgusted. Not disgusted. Well, right. I mean, I think it's like the you know really the the in, the, the intelligent people that you know. For, I mean, people that listen to podcasts like Fadeless, right? They're, exactly. they're going to be drawn like, to these. Kinds all of, you people listen to this right now, right? They're going to be drawn to these kinds of shows and. I, I will say this also that the the guy playing the doorman I thought was really good. Yeah, the, the doorman. Yeah, you know, again, maybe like cliche kind of New York, you know, brusque doorman type guy. But I, yeah, I, I liked him. Yeah. So and and just desperately looking for any kind of character in this show that I uh, 
you know, had any kind of affection for, I, I decided he was probably one of them. All right. Well, let's not prolong the pain any yeah, longer. Just, uh, so do we have any ideas for what we want to look at next? I I don't. Let's let's do, we haven't done a list in a while. Man. All right. Let's well, the, well, what do we? I uh, don't know. The, <laughs> um, um, yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about the dudes. You want we we talked about the you know top ten uh, sci fi women heroes. All right. Well, how about know. the top ten supernatural male actors or actors uh, top ten male actors in supernatural TV shows? Just supernatural, supernatural sci fi, supernatural sci fi. Okay. All right. Top ten actors or or, or, or characters, characters, characters. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got so you get me going down the wrong direction. All right. All right. So uh, top ten characters in the supernatural sci-fi genre, right. Who are dudes? And we can probably even sneak a few horror in there if they're kind of like well, the yeah. horror genre. Uh, so are we just now? Are we just sticking to TV? Because last time we did TV and movies, and we came with two cumbersome lists. We and we well, let's down stick to, to just TV. TV. We'll just stick to TV. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So top ten dude. Characters in a sci-fi horror genre. Right. Now, uh, we haven't done a list in a while, so our, our disclaimer, you maybe haven't heard in a while, but, you know, Lost Girl is, right. you know, they're... they're so they're, you won't find Dyson on Right. This Dyson list. will not be on the list. Our Hale default, will we not cannot, be on the list. We're too close to this show, so we can't... Right. So outside of uh, that purview. All right. Um, well, that's about all I got. Yeah, I think yeah, I feel like maybe I I went off on six 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 Park Avenue a little too much, but nah, like they did they did take you know forty five minutes of my life. I mean, I think you make a good point. It's the the pilot. I mean, really, I mean, the pilot has to just kick your ass. I mean, it really does, and and it's it's got to be you got to like. I mean, we said before, at bare minimum, at the end of the pilot, you got to have the audience caring about these characters, right? And I didn't. Right. Except for maybe I, I, I really I want bad things to happen to him. I want bad things to happen to him. I wanted the ghost to push that girl off or something like that because right. she's just. I said, oh, but there was the the hot girl across the street. That was all right. Oh yeah, and then she becomes the uh, girlfriend's assistant. Yeah, and then she like, and then like something bad happens with the elevator, and that happened in Supernatural, yeah. and and something else we saw that you know with the person getting stuck in the elevator, and then they go up and down there, right? And and just like head, yeah. get, head gets bashed into the yeah, you know, there. it's almost like. Uh, Anyway, all right. So, uh, all right. So now I don't feel bad. It's justified. My my venom, my spleen was completely justified. Well, now. and again, you know, I mean, I made the little comment about the you know the great things about DVD. I mean, that's you know, there's just so much out there to watch, and and like you said, uh, uh, you have to be judicious with your TV watching time uh, because you know we actually have real jobs and families and things like that that <laughs> yeah. occasionally intrude on yeah. our TV watching. Yeah. It's a um, shame, but it does happen. You know, so, and, and I guess when you get down to it, there aren't all that many shows going on now that were, you know, all that interesting. I mean, Supernatural for yeah. you. Yeah, well, um, yeah, Supernatural and Arrow on Wednesdays. Right, right. Fringe then, for both of us. Right. Um, and then, you know, Copper's done. Right. Bedlam. Do- Doctor Who, not till Christmas. Weeks. Yeah, Doctor Who, not till Christmas. You know, Walking Dead is the only other one. And, you know, um, Hell on Wheels is... You know they finished up this season already too, so yeah, you know it's it's, it's really not that much. Nope. So uh, come on, TV showmakers, let's get some things yeah. rolling here. Well, like, yeah, it's still got we uh, got Lost Girl season three coming up yeah, in January. Right, still right. no official date yet. Uh, they're still just saying January 2013. Um, we assume Falling Skies will be uh, in the you know early part of the winter. But uh, all right, well anyway, we won't speculate any further on. 
Yeah. Oh, and Sherlock. I didn't mention Sherlock. Oh, okay. Watch and do a Sherlock rewatch now. That's a great show. All right. Well, anyway, uh, forgot to mention this last time. Drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com or hit us at the website fatalist.podbean.com. Yeah, please give us some give us some feedback here, people. Let's, or let's at iTunes. Well, we are, you know, I guess to a certain extent, uh, you know, I was mentioning to Wayne, uh, you know, when we we're setting stuff up tonight that I hadn't checked the you know, the actual stats related. So, you know, in terms of feedback, we are getting a lot of feed hits uh, the last few days. Not sure what that's all about, but uh, whatever it is, keep it up. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. So yeah, drop us a line. Let us, let us know you're out there. If you got any questions, anything. I mean, basically, obviously, if you send us feedback, we'll mention you on the air. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing out there. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely give you a shout out if you, if you let us know you're out there. Right, and uh, next week we'll be doing Season 2, Episode 4 of Lost Girl. And, you know, heck, if you want to record a response to, uh, you know, Episode 3 or Episode 4, do that. We'll get that. Uh, yeah. Uh, just got to be uh, conscious of spoilers. It's all, it's all fair game. Yep. Yeah. So until next week. Later. Arrivederci. <laughs>